Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number 25. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're here to talk about season six, I think, episode two, being alive, being alive. Ah, ah. Okay, never mind. We're going to talk about it right now, though. At least you have a smile on your face. But how many times have you been told you were not allowed to sing? I know I'm not allowed to sing, but I'll tell you what. Another very wonderful episode of Desperate Housewives from beginning to end. Very enjoyable. I love a show that can just really go six seasons and still give me something that is enjoyable. and Absolutely. And, and not always predictable, by the way. Not always. No. So... Uh, the episode started off, Stephanie, with Mrs. McCluskey uh, having a smile on her face. Right. <laughs> Very interesting storyline, I must say. Uh, That's a good word for it. I, I'm not necessarily sure that I'm excited about their decision to get so physical, physical. Again, with the singing. Seriously. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's interesting to have Miss McCluskey, Mrs. McCluskey in a relationship again. You know what I like is that it shows that the, the, the need to be loved never dies. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what age we are. Right. The need to be loved never changes. It's changed her because I'll tell you, you know, this well, relationship no. has changed her. Yes. Because. She smiles she, now. Well, she Frequently. smiles and she's she's kind of concerned about making another neighbor hate her. She was. <laughs> that was a, who would hate you? All the oh, gay guys. I've, I've said, said some, some things. things. She's awesome. <laughs> I love Mrs. McCluskey. Oh, goodness. She's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I so she wanted to hear I love you. And she the did. best Roy could come up with is if you got hit by a bus. I'd miss you. I'd miss you. A lot. Now that's sweet. (laughs) Not. Seriously, Roy, I'd push you in front of a bus. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was funny, though. All right. So the show moved right into, of course, Mrs. McCluskey's scream. Right. I love how they went back and showed like what everyone was doing when they heard the scream. I do like that. I like that. It it was a whole. I mean, it's a it's a different take on. Well, they've done this a little bit before. They have. They had that like that dinner party thing mm-hmm. where I can't remember who was throwing the party, but everybody shows up. But they show you know, and and you think everybody's, you know, they're in a certain mood or whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden they show what everybody was doing on you know prior, on the way to on right. the way to the party. Right. I, so it's kind of that feel, but um. You know, this one is a little bit compact and to the point. You know, where were you when you heard the scream? Right, right. You I know? love the um, I love the part with um, Susan and Mike though. Because here is why: she pinches his nose yes. to get him to wake up, and I look at you and I'm like, I so totally do that to you, but it's not to wake you up. <laughs> It's usually to get you to stop snoring. Yeah. Yeah. Do I snore less now that I weigh 44 pounds less? Sometimes. Yeah. Although last night it was bad. Well, last night I wasn't sleeping well. But neither was I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, babe. 
Yeah, it was last night was one of those nights when I should have either pinched your nose or kicked you to the couch yeah. because it was bad. But yeah, you don't it's not it's not that bad every night since Good. since you've yeah. lost some weight. So. Well, another 60 more pounds and we'll see. We'll see. All right, so anyway, by the way, if you haven't heard yet, biggestloserpodcast.com. <laughs> I'm a big loser. Right. Stephanie's a bigger loser though. Always. 57 pounds now. 57, absolutely. Wow. You yeah. rock. Thanks. There's photos over at gspn.tv slash blog if anybody wants to it's check it out. It's not without great effort. Yes, indeed. Trust it's me. not without great effort. <laughs> All right. So uh, Julie's pregnant, huh? I know. Where did this come you from? You know, I'm really glad that by the end of the episode that she was not. Okay. I, I, I am, but... um. But I think that it shows because Susan was always so confident in being Julie's friend. And and it shows that there are some things that, that our kids are not going to bring to us. Yeah. You know, and so I kind of I kind of liked that it was Lynette that Julie talked to mm-hmm. and and not her mom right away, although I'm sure she would have eventually. Right. Yeah, but, well, I have a question for you. The, okay. the the thing that comes up in my mind is, did Lynette do the right thing by not telling her until it was absolutely medically necessary? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Julie's an adult now. Yes. And she confided in Lynette. Okay. Um, okay. If, if Julie was still 16, I'd say no. Right. I'd say Lynette should have told Susan. But Julie's an adult. You know? Okay. She, she was, what, 17 before they did the five year jump, so I mean, she's in her twenties. Right. She's she's not just, yeah, you know, nineteen. She's an adult, right? Well, and, and the thing that concerns me is that as an adult, I, I'm surprised that she wouldn't talk to her mom. You know, if she was seventeen, maybe I could see the concern in going to Lynette and, and well, I think no, not if you her. not if you take not if you look at the the circumstances that are surrounding her. I mean, she's. She's getting married again, and she's got all the wedding stuff going on. If yes. you look at like the last couple of days yes. leading up to this, I don't think she would have. You're right. Okay, I, I completely she, had she forgotten would have about. Waited. See, you see bigger picture. All I see is one item at a I time. I know. I know. I like that about you. Well, thank you. All right. So I sometimes like that about you. Right. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I wish you'd see the bigger picture. Right. Only personally, not related to and television. That's shows. why we complement each other Absolutely. so well. Only not with complimenting our words all the time, but, you know, <laughs> we compliment one another. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. All right. What else you got? I got Gabby, Carlos, and Anna. Okay. All right. Gabby, Carlos, and Anna. You know Anna. why kids are like this? It's, it's, <laughs> because it's, you won't let us hit them anymore. That was a great line. <laughs> it was an awesome line. And you know that every parent feels that at some point, mm-hmm. you know, seriously. I don't know about that, but it, <laughs> it was a funny line All nonetheless. Right, maybe every mom feels that at some point. Gotcha. All right. It's but um but I did like the that towards the end of you know, towards the end of the episode that um that Anna w- was confiding in Gabby and you know Yeah. Um th- they're building a trust there that, that I think we're really gonna like. Yeah, it it, it seems a pretty stark contrast between the last episode and this episode it was all about that signature yeah it was all about that commitment yeah it was absolutely about i'm still telling you you should go back and watch the way that anna caressed that paper that gabby had signed you know it it was all about that commitment and so i think that things have changed for them now yeah i'm interested in seeing how that whole storyline plays out yes 
Although I will say that I've seen the previews for next week's episode. Right. And I'm not too excited about who we might see. So. I know you're not. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Okay. We'll... So going on, what else you got? Tom and Lynette. Tom and Lynette. Lying to the kids. You know what? Um, That was Lynette lying to the kids, not Tom. Well, this is true. Um, you're right. And I love how she's irritated by, you know, she's like, we you said we said we would wait until after the first trimester. And he's like, that's next Friday. So I'm so annoyed that you know the day, you know. and He's um, really into it. He is really into it. And... I think now she is too. Yeah. I think now she is too. She's seen she's seen it from from another perspective. Mm-hmm. Not from the perspective of I am 40 and you know, well in my 40s, she says. And her youngest child is how old is Penny now, you know? Penny's got to be like 11 ish. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm not sure. And um but so I I liked um I did like Lynette's progression through the episode. Right. I did. Yeah. Lying I, to the kids. You know, the lying to the kids, that was kind of silly, but um, I, I, you know, they explain it well, and obviously she's dealing with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they didn't bring up the abortion word. They didn't the, use the word, but, but they, they did. Yeah. They, they obviously mentioned it with options, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I kind of admire how sensitive Susan was with the issue. Yep. And but at the same time, let, you know, her feelings about. Right. And I don't think that that's something that I don't think that is um, something that that Lynette really would have done. Um, Although she was having that thought. Right. You know, I I don't think that's something that she would have gone through with it. And now I, I know that it's not right. Well, it's certainly not going to be convenient for her in this life, but you know, in the in the situation that Lynette Pfizer finds herself in. But um, I'm thankful that that she chose to see, you know, th- that yeah, it you, it's a gift that you th- end up, you know, throwing up, you know, for <laughs> however long, and then you scream when it comes, and right, you scream the day that it gets here, and you usually spend the next 18 years screaming too, you know, it's just. Um and some beyond and in eighteen some, years, and in some strange way, it, they're still a gift. Yeah, but I loved Susan's words, and the reason that I know that they're that it's a gift is because I've been spending the you know this this day. So I'd trade anything for one more day to be Julie's mom. I loved that line. Right, I really did. That was that was a great, and I think that that is something that every mom can relate with right yep all right orson um very very small role if any in this episode although uh i i think it's interesting to know that he is seeing just how crazy Catherine is yeah and she is off her rocker she is and i like your theory do you want do you do you want to share your theory go ahead and share that (laughs) i that Catherine's the one who strangled Julie. I think so too. I, I, I do. She, I mean, she's she's gone completely berserk. Yep. She really is crazy. Jerica in the chat room says she's cocoa or cuckoo for cocoa pot. That is so what I was going to say. It, it's hilarious. Um, I think that it's just very convenient for her that the very mysterious teenage boy, well, college age boy, moved in next door. You know, it's just convenient. But I. 
Well, they they obviously are. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's too obvious. It's too obvious for the that writers. They're pointing the finger at him. Yeah, it's not him, guys. Yeah, and the, I think that it's Catherine. The, the more suspicious they make this family look, the less I believe it's even remotely right. possible that it's them. Right. You know, I that, that's it's just I choose to completely believe that that's not a possibility. And the fact that they're showing us that Catherine is a little nuts. A little? You know? Yeah, that, that's an understatement. I, She's I, a lot nuts. I believe that it very well could have been her. I think so. So I, I can't imagine, I mean, unless it was just some random act, but I, I it, it seems too convenient that it would be Susan and Mike, you know, right around that right. time frame and... And everything like that. So right after she got I humiliated like your theory. in the church. Yeah. 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 Um, so that that's my theory. I think I think that it's Catherine. She's just a little too crazy right now. And I really want to smack her and be like, seriously, you're the rebound girl. You yeah. never had a chance. Never had a chance. The rebound girl. That's what she was. So what it's you- the same thing with that Jackson dude. They they were the rebound. What do you think about yeah, Jackson? <laughs> I'm, I'm so that, glad they got rid of Wayne. Wayne's world. Wayne. Party on. Excellent. Yeah. So That's, anyway. Anyway. It's so funny because aren't they both Michael Myers? Isn't he Canadian as well? I think so. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. I wanted to go over to Carl and Bree. Carl and Bree. They're so totally going to fall in love. You know that, right? I don't. I'm not rooting for them at all. I know you're not. I'm not saying I'm rooting for them, but I'm certainly not rooting for Orson either. I, mean, I he's am. He's a little psycho, no, too. No, he is psycho, but I'd like to see some reconciliation, and no, I'd like to see here, a healthy marriage out of them. Okay. Well, it's television. Yes. And it's Desperate Housewives. Yes. So, you know, keep hoping, <laughs> but I don't think you're going to get it. I... Can't say that I'm, okay, this is going to be really hard for me. Obviously, in a normal circumstance, would totally be rooting for the marriage. All right? But it's TV. And this is, this is one, this is like, well, I can't call it my guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty about it. So, but this is, this is TV. And um, so I can't really say that I'm rooting for Brie and Carl. But I can't say that I'd be opposed to it either. Okay. There is something about their their complete oppositeness that is attractive to me. You know? Yeah. It, it is you've seen all of all of the episodes now. So you've seen, you know, um Bree and Rex, which was a weird relationship within itself. But Orson was too much like Bree in the beginning. It was like our clone. They, you know, they cleaned. They cleaned. They, yeah, it weird. But he's her complete opposite. Carl's her complete opposite. Yeah, but if you look at Carl, I mean, he's how many people has he been with? How many of the housewives? Susan and Edie. Is that it? Those are the only housewives he's been with, I think. All right, and then I mean, and the fact that he's cheated on Susan before, and I don't know, I, he just. He, he's just not a stable guy. You know what I'm saying? Bree, I do. Bree needs somebody stable in her life. Bree needs somebody different. I, Actually, what Bree needs is nobody because Bree needs to be single for a while. You, I, I just disagree. 
You don't. I think she's married, and and I think that they're that they, okay. And it doesn't bother you that she's married to a psychopath who is blackmailing her into staying married. Well, okay, but that that's the writer's fault. Who has a petty thief problem? The, okay, well, her I'm affair not, with Carl is the writer's problem too. I know it is, and I'm so. not too happy about her affair with the. I I let me just say it, for those out there who are thinking this, I don't think that every. Marriage should, I mean, it's not that I'm opposed for divorce. I mean, there are certain circumstances where I believe divorce is not only okay, but it's it's pretty much the thing to do. And that is, you know, for marital unfaithfulness, which... Well, there you go. Orson has an out. Well, they, Orson, <laughs> Orson certainly already has an out. Uh, but there's also abandonment. And well, I would, didn't you say that Bree had calls for divorce i would say that orson has done some things to cross the line okay i would absolutely agree that that brie has an out but um you know i don't know i i i always you know in the absence of emotional or physical abuse which i don't know has or i i'm a little fuzzy on last season what? was there any emotional other than the blackmail <laughs> Other than the blackmail. Okay. You need something other than the blackmail. I love this, Cliff. I love this. <laughs> that actually came out really bad. I'm digging myself a hole. We sh- this is it. Note to self. Re-evaluate recording at 1030 at night when you wake up at 5 in the morning. So here's the thing is that I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to Brie and Carl. Okay, I know you're and not. And I think... That because they are so opposite, that they're actually going to fall in love. Yeah. 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 What do you think about their conversation uh, and their little kiss in front of Julie and she wakes up? That's hilarious. It was, it was, it was interesting. And I would say it was either further. I, I think it was. Okay. First of all, Susan keeping the doctor from going to the bus victims. No, that was Brie. Or, uh, that's what I meant. Brie. Yeah, keeping that was a little crazy, but obviously they're. Well, playing. she let him go when she knew it was a butt scratch. I know, which they played that up a little bit, <laughs> right? But they she obviously wasn't too concerned yeah. about it when she continued to allow Carl to have the conversation while uh, Susan was out in the hallway, right? Right there at the bedside. I mean, come on, can you be so stupid? That was a ridiculous little scene. I mean, well, that and that's why I think that it's going one step beyond. Just the physical need or want. Even even if it's just for an hour is what Carl says. Even if it's just for an hour. Okay. That seems a little physical to me. Right now. Yeah. Right now. I'm not. I'm, you give I, it a few I, episodes. I'm, give it a few episodes. I'm not saying that Brie isn't more than just the physically involved. But I think it's just physical. No, I for think him. no, I don't think it's just physical for him. All right, all right. I don't, and I don't. I honestly don't think that that needing her for an hour had anything to do with sex. Okay. I we'll, don't. We'll see what they choose to do with their hour next week. Okay. All right. And <laughs> let's hope they skip a week or something. <laughs> what about this? Okay. What about this? How about the conversation between Susan and Brie about Catherine and no skanky yeah. such and such will right. whatever. Yeah, it's just g- women's code. Right. That Yeah, that's going to be interesting to that watch will, that play that out. That will play out interestingly. Yeah. Um, hopefully. I don't know. I don't even know. Hopefully. I, I don't know. 
Hmm. All righty. And then, of course, uh, Kath- <laughs> can I just say how obvious it was that uh, that Susan did not take a bite out of that biscotti when before they cut to commercial? Yes. Because the um, what is it called when they add sound in? Foley. Mm-hmm. That's a Foley artist, yeah. right? Okay. Um, that was clearly not loud enough for the crunch that would have happened if she actually took a bite of that. Gotcha. It just wasn't. All right. So uh, we've already talked a little bit about Nutso, Catherine, uh, but you know, just a couple lines that I wrote down is. Uh, uh, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So last last season, Mike was stalked by Dave, and this season he's going to be stalked by Catherine. I mean, do we really have to wait until the finale to watch her be carried off in a white straight jacket? I don't know. Mm, I hope not. We'll see. I wouldn't mind seeing her fall off the roof like Orson's first wife. Stephanie. <laughs> All right. How much do we really know about these people? You know what? As much as you took the time to find out. There you go. If you want to know your neighbors, go meet them. Well, I think it's funny that I still don't know the mom's name. Yeah, I don't remember. They've but, said it, but I don't remember. But now, but now I know it's Danny is the boy, Nick is the dad, and the what's her name is the girl. So is the mom. What's her name is the girl. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's funny about how because they actually asked the they actually asked the question, how much do we really know about these people? And I'm like, I wish I could just get their names down. <laughs> and this, and then the writers throw that in. Right. That's Chick she, from the Sopranos. Is yes, she from the Sopranos? She is absolutely. Really? Yeah. That's funny. But, um, and that's all the notes I have, by the way. So, okay. Anything else we say from this point on is notes free. Notes free. Um, there was something that I wanted to say, but I don't remember now. Oh, no. It's gone. Oh, man. It is gone. I did like that, um, that Gabby went and gave her a heads up that Anna was recanting her statement. Yes. She didn't have to do that. She did not. She didn't, and, and I liked that. Yeah. And um, and to know that it was the mom's idea to make up the, to get the girl. Yeah. To uh, give him the alibi. Yep. You know that was that was interesting. And I think that's it. I think that's it too. I don't have anything else to share other than to say that I think it was a great episode. It I, was. I really do. It was do. very enjoyable from beginning to end. It was. And I'm still enjoying Desperate Housewives. I'll, I'll just Always. say it. As long as, as long as I'm enjoying it, I'll just say I am enjoying this show. As am I. And d- during the summer, it was one of those shows, you know, there there are some shows it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in what's going on in the current season, but I never really caught the prior seasons. And to get caught up is kind of a chore. Right. This is not one. Th- no. This was not one. It was. It it's was enjoyable. actually. It was very enjoyable to get caught up. And occasionally, there's a time when it'll be on, like in a rerun syndication kind of thing, and it's not that unenjoyable to go back and watch an episode that I've already seen yep. before. So I like Desperate Housewives. Anyway, Jerrica saying Angie is the mom's name. Angie. Okay. Well, I'll forget that by next week. But thank you so much, Angie Bolin. Angie Bolin. Angie Bolin. And and what was Nick and Danny? Angie, right. Nick, and Danny. Yes. All right. Very cool. 
Well, hey, I just want to let people know that if you're enjoying this on the free feed, we want to say thank you. Stephanie and I do this full-time as our career. If you, if this is the first time you've ever heard of Cliff and Stephanie and one of our GSPN.TV fan podcasts, we encourage you to head over to GSPN.TV slash shows. We produce a total of 23 different shows. We'll release about at least one episode a month of any of our particular podcasts, but this one's getting ready to head over to only our Plus members starting next week. So if you want to make sure you catch every episode... There's details about what Plus membership is. You can find that over at gspn.tv slash plus. Although it may not make much sense to you unless you maybe check out one or two of our other shows and really see some interest there. But uh, if you have any questions, comments, send them our way to feedback at gspn.tv. If you want to leave us voicemail, you can do that at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Six seven, and um, I guess that's pretty much it. Until next time, everybody, join, join the, the community. community. We were off on that one. Totally off. <laughs> we'll try it better next week. Maybe. Although next week, everybody who's listening will right. be a member of the community. Exactly. So. What do we say at the end of those? We should come up with like a like yeah. something for, like for plus member only episodes. We gotta think through this one. We've talked about this before. I know. We just can't quite get it. All right. Anyway, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.